Are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or executive who's working hard at living a good story? What if you can start living a better one? Welcome to Living a Better Story, a podcast that goes deep and clears away the good so that you can be great. Hosted by Chad Burmeister and Rich Blakeman, we get you into alignment with your God-given purpose here on planet Earth. Don't settle. A better story is waiting for you to invest in yourself and living a better story. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister and I am the Living a Better Story podcast host, me and Rich Blakeman that is. And uh, today I've got with me a very special guest, Daryl Stinson. You may have heard about Daryl on television, podcasts, his speaking engagements. Uh, I actually saw him at a TED Talk about a year and a half ago, I would say. Time flies when you're having fun. So Daryl, welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, my man? Man, it's great to have you here. I've um, I actually talked to your pastor a few days ago on the podcast, and so what an inspiration he is. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love I love him. Just do me a favor, uh, grow my episode out before his, so that if I say all the same things, it will feel as if he copied me and not the other way. Around. Got it. Okay, we can definitely <laughs> do that. <laughs> Right. So Daryl, otherwise known as the greatest thing since sliced bread, is what I <laughs> that's what I, I think uh, some of his closest friends and colleagues call him. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. Second Chance Athletes, that's your day job. Tell us what that means to you. How'd you get into it? And uh, what's your mission? Yeah, man. Second Chance Athletes is my nonprofit organization where we help athletes. We basically give them a second chance to succeed in life without the demands of sports through coaching, community, and educational scholarships. Uh, many people know that most people who start out aspiring to be a professional athlete don't make it. Um, even if they make it at the collegiate level, it's still very rare to become a professional or an elite athlete at all in any professional arena. And so that transition is oftentimes hard. It comes with mental health challenges. It's what led me down a dark depression that we might get into, might not. And so I am being the help that I wish I had. In addition, you know, I coach people on how to build their speaking businesses. I love helping people tap into their story overcome imposter syndrome, fear of public speaking, and to build an innovative speaker business. Because I believe like you, uh, when people share their story, it creates connection, which oftentimes fosters community and creates change. And so I believe we're better when we're connected. And storytelling is one of the ways that we do that. Mm. Man, I can remember Danny Gans, the man of many voices in Las Vegas. And I probably saw his show 10 or 12 times. And he talked about how he thought he was going to be in baseball. I think it was baseball. And see, I don't even remember the sport um, because it doesn't matter to the story. The story was he twisted his, his uh, knee. He gets out of sports. He's sitting next to a guy who was also supposed to be actually in the NFL. And the guy said, listen, life's good. Like you're here. It's okay. You're alive. You can breathe and you can, you still have a mind. You can think. And he ended up becoming Danny Gans, the man of many voices. And he was a talent like you would not believe, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you never know what life's going to throw you. And then it's, it's, it's how you respond to those curveballs in life, so to speak. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. You hit the nail on the head, man. And everybody's been through some type of transition. And I think it's funny. One of the challenges I faced early on in raising support for second chance athletes was a lot of times because we look up to athletes, we don't think that they're ever in need. Right. Like, oh, man, what do they need? They've got millions of dollars. We buy their jersey. If anything, they should be donating to our charities, not us donating to a charity that supports them. But they don't realize that, you know, 78 percent of former NFL players end up bankrupt, divorced or uh, uh, addicted to drugs within three years of their professional career. They don't realize that a lot of uh, former high school and college athletes are living their life after sports as if, as if it's second best to their life when they were playing sports. And so to them, they have this term in sports that's called glory days, which if you think about what that means, it means it's like all downhill from here and that's no way to live. And we know that through faith, that's definitely not uh, how we should live according to scripture. Mm, that's awesome. Well, let's, let's let the audience get to know you a little bit today. So Daryl, think back to when you were a kid, right? Some of your first memories, five, six, seven years old, what was your passion? Like, what did you think about? Uh, I assume sports was probably in there somewhere, but what was your, what was your passion when you were that young? Yeah, it's funny. So I know my dad always had me playing sports since I was like two or three. Um, but that wasn't like my true passion real early. Uh, my passion was actually like poetry and I wanted to be like a, a great combination of like a, a, a amazing poet and then like Slim Shady, you know, like <laughs> I, I love rap and I love like hardcore, like gimmicky rap. And so uh, I was fascinated by that. And I also had a real interest in writing and I love uh, stories. I love like seeing how things were connected through layers. And that's something that I got away from very early, but I, I know like back into my earliest memories, I remember like really loving and being fascinated and captured by all types of stories, books and movies and everything. So to me, it was always about like rapping, poetry and entertainment. Wow, that's pretty neat. Um, and so if you think about then, you know, Slim Shady, rapping, and writing and storytelling to what you're doing now how do, what's the secret connection between then and now it's like exactly the same and you know it's funny is i veered off for several years you know and and i got away from who i was as a child i got away from that creativity you know i was too busy trying to be a, a street thug and keep up with this uh, street cred that i had and live this life that i thought earned approval from everyone else but wasn't authentic to who i was and so it wasn't until I went through a very dark depression and had a turnaround in a psychiatric unit that I finally started to peel off those layers of society and what they wanted me to be and what I thought I needed to be to get to the core of who I am today, which was ironically just back to that six-year-old kid who still likes rap, still loves storytelling, still loves entertainment. And so I'm basically doing the same thing. I mean, I write a book, I'm a writer and a speaker, you know, and I coach other people. So I'm doing exactly what I've envisioned living the dream. Well, and that that's exactly right. I see so many people, including myself, right, you veer off the course. And sometimes it takes a wake up call in life to realize like, Oh, wait a minute, you mean, I'm really built for something other than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, now, it's not to say that some of those, you know, scars and the, the stripes you earn while you're in those hard times, sometimes looking back to that can also be, you know, you can it's important that you go through those things, yeah. right? But it's hard at the time. Um, yeah. What share a little bit, you know, you don't have to go all the way into the pain, but 
what are some of those painful memories and how did you now, you know, looking back on them, how does it actually benefit you? Thank you for listening to the Living a Better Story podcast. Today's podcast is made possible by 77pray.com. Connect to God's miracles for your life. Visit www.77pray.com or download the mobile app at the App Store or on Google Play. There are plenty of mental toughness apps available, but only one spiritual toughness app, and that's 77 Pray. Track your daily walk with God, get prayer support on demand, crowdsource difficult decisions you are faced with, and share God's love with others. Visit www.77pray.com to learn more. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of highlights. So my, one of my first painful memories, and I talk about this in my uh, one of my TEDx talks, the one you, you saw, is when I was in accelerated learning classes growing up in Jackson, Michigan, I was one of two black students in an all white class. And one day I'm on a bathroom break and you got the little bathroom pass and I'm walking, I see this group of black students together and they're like laughing, cracking jokes. And at that time I had the big head. I thought everyone in the school liked me. I thought I was the most popular kid. And so I go over to them one like crack jokes. I'm like, yo, what's so funny? One of the kids turns towards me and says, you're what's funny, white boy. And I was like, white boy. Hmm. And that's when I found out that I was known in our school as the black kid that quote unquote talks and acts white. And so that created this very deep rooted insecurity that who I was authentically wasn't enough to be liked or loved by others. So that was very pivotal. Fast forward, uh, probably going into the seventh grade, my uh, auntie uh, got shot and killed in broad daylight. And her son, my first cousin came and moved in with us because uh, his father was in prison. And he brought in this whole group of friends that were negative influences. They were already selling drugs, skipping school, having sex with girls, carrying weapons. And now he's living with me. And at the time I was kind of shying away from that, but I so desperately wanted to be accepted by this African-American black crowd that I changed everything that I was to fit in with them. I changed the way that I talked, the way that I laughed. I changed the music I listened to. I started skipping school. I started, I basically defriended like all of my white friends and pretended that I didn't know them. And, you know, just led down this, this path that took me into a terrible lifestyle. And so that was pivotal to me in terms of shaping who I was. Right. And then you fast forward all the way into college. I mean, everything was just exponentially blown up from there. You know, I sold more drugs, did more bad things, done a lot of things that I'm not proud to admit, but it was all, uh, uh, an act. It was all me trying to keep up this image. So, so people would think I was cool and tough and all this stuff. And so when that rug got ripped underneath me and uh, my career got taken away from me because of a, a career ending back injury, I was forced to face all of that insecurity. I couldn't hide behind sports. I couldn't hide behind the street mentality. Um, and I ended up in this psychiatric unit and I had this life-changing experience there that I'm happy to share at some point. And, and that is where I started to have hope that maybe my life has purpose beyond sports. And then when I began the process of figuring out what that purpose is, that's when I started to see, you know what, like, just because I talk proper 
doesn't mean that I'm a white boy or doesn't mean that there's something wrong wrong with me. You know what? It actually makes me versatile as a speaker. I literally today uh, lead an addiction recovery meeting where people have seven, eight felonies at my church, but then I also talk to executives and elite athletes and Olympians. And so the very thing that made them reject me has become a crucial component of my success today. And those are the type of things. And I've noticed that in people's life, they've experienced a lot of rejections early on to get them to shut down their light, to get them to dumb down their gift, to get them to try to be someone else they're not, when all of life is really about being who you are and being and giving more of that to the world. Man, I love it. What the word that I hear in there is belief, because if yeah. you can change your belief system, and, and the thing is, it's, it's like a magic trick. You actually can, right? I mean, we saw Daniel Chan at this <laughs> retreat that, that Daryl and I were at called Living a Better Story. And he was out there, you know, making a jack of spades appear out of the blue. <laughs> and it turns out, you know, your mind is kind of a magic trick. Yeah. And there's people like Daryl who've been there, done that and gone through, you know, threaded the needle and, and changed perspective and changed belief to yeah. now, Daryl, how many, how many children do you have? Your three beautiful girls, three beautiful girls, Pray for an me. amazing wife. <laughs> Like life is good on the other side, right? But yeah. sometimes when you're in the challenging period, it might not look like you can get there, but right. you just have to move one day at a time. So maybe that would be a good thing to pivot off my normal questions here. What are some of those tactics, the magic trick? How, what are the first couple of steps? Like if you go back and you're like, okay, I ended up in the psychiatric ward and you know, was there someone there who helped you through it that asked you the right questions? Or, you know, how do you what do you tell people to get through those periods? That's so awesome. Well, I'll, I'll share that story, because I know you allow faith to be talked about on your podcast. But let me let me just give you uh, what happened in the psychiatric unit. And I'll give you some very practical uh, steps on how someone can discover their highest purpose, how they can uncover those layers, how they can become more confident, all that stuff. So um, I'm in this psychiatric unit. And at the time, uh, my eyes were swollen shut because um, I had been crying for so long that I couldn't see, but just a little slit out the bottom of my eyes. I had gone from 275 pounds to 219 pounds in four weeks because of all the suicide attempts. Uh, my mother was the one who drugged me to the psychiatric unit after throwing herself on the hood of my car to keep me from going and driving off the side of the road. So I'm in the psychiatric unit and the doctor's asking me all these questions. Hey, you know, why did you want to uh, kill yourself? And why did you, what's going on? He's trying to get me to talk and open up. And I just keep screaming at him, leave me alone. I just want to die. This went on for about five, 10 minutes. He left and um, my mother's there. I think one of my sisters was there. My father was there at the time and my grandmother was on her way. Uh, and everyone's just wondering, how did we let Daryl get like this? And it's so depressing and I'm just crying profusely, can't stop crying. And uh, I, I call her the woman with green pants. Uh, it's a nurse that works there. She walks in the room, she wraps me in her arms and she says, I don't know who you are and I don't even have the jurisdiction to be back here in this part of the hospital, but God told me that you need to say yes to him. 
And I'm like, say yes. Now, keep in mind, at this time, I was agnostic. I had been hurt by church before. I didn't believe in any religion. I thought religion was just made to control people. So this lady talking about God and me saying yes to him was like super stupid. It wasn't going to kill my back. It wasn't going to bring my girlfriend who had left me back. So I just kept saying to her, like, leave me alone. I just want to die. And this woman prayed for me. My mother said for about 10, 15 minutes, it felt like five because the whole time I just kept screaming, leave me alone. I just want to die. She left. She said she would be back shortly after that. My grandmother, who was on her way from Jackson, Michigan, to the hospital where I was at in Detroit, came in. She's out of breath. She burst through the doors and she's like, I've been praying for you all the way here. God told me, you know exactly what to do. You need to say yes to him. So it was the same request a second time from two different people who didn't talk to each other, never knew each other. And I couldn't deny that it was God's way of trying to reach to me. But grandma was religious and she was supposed to say something about that. And so I said, grandma, leave me alone. That's your God. Like, that's not going to hit my back. That's not going to bring my girlfriend back. That's not going to allow me to play in my career. My grandmother prayed for me for about five minutes. I just kept screaming, leave me alone. I just want to die. My grandmother backed away and it was so heavy in the room. You could feel a pin drop and it felt like wet blankets was weighing in on us. And the next thing I know is I just heard this still small voice speak to me and say, Daryl, will you say yes? And it was something about hearing our Heavenly Father's voice that gave me the strength to mutter out a, yes, Lord. And the moment I said it, the depression that I was under immediately left. My eyes actually got healed and I could see again and I opened them up and it felt so good, Chad. I didn't know what else to do. I just kept screaming, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Wow. The doctor heard me yelling and he comes in and he runs and he's like, what is going on? And I literally said to him, I said, I was running from God. And I just said yes to him. He said, send him upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> True story, man. Wow. So, so, so don't tell the, the person in the psych unit that you're running from God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that began this change. Okay. So now I start to build this life after sports, man. I put my faith in Christ and I'm going towards my purpose. And I'm, I'm, I'm unlearning a lot of things that I learned about religion. And I'm like, I finally get to this place in life where I'm like loving my life. I wouldn't trade it for an NFL contract for anything. And I say, how did I get here? Why is some of my peers still living their current life as if it's second best to their former life? Why do people seem to be going through life average and lackluster? Why am I so happy? Why am I so fulfilled? And that's actually the process that I outline in my book, Who Am I After Sports? It's our transition roadmap. It's accept, believe, discover, pursue, and persist. Okay, so acceptance, you have to let go of the past before you can embrace the future. You mentioned this earlier, you talked about, yeah, it's good to go back there, but it's not good to kind of stay there. I said, there's a difference between visiting the past to get what you want out of it, to get the lessons, the wisdom, and staying and living there. Our God doesn't want you to relive your past. He actually wants to redeem your past. Mm. He wants to give you the lessons, the wisdom. He actually says that he'll give you beauty for ashes. And so acceptance is all about closing that chapter, pulling the wisdom from it and beginning to move forward. The second phase is believe. It's all about mindset. If you cannot believe, you will not achieve. And as corny as that that sounds, we know that it's true. It's proven in scripture, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, call those things that are not, and so they are. It's also proven by science, the law of attraction, things like that. So when you put 
um, the right belief in what you want out of your future, you'll start to see those opportunities come across your path. I believe that one of the reasons you and I cross paths, Chad, is because I started to believe in a better story. I started to believe that I was going to be on more stages. I started to believe that I was going to make an impact with my story and with my faith. And so here comes Chad across my world into my circle. It attracted one another. So you have to accept, you have to believe, and then you have to discover. Okay. Now this is a, a quite a long process. I actually have uh, 22 questions. I take people through to discover their highest purpose in life based upon five years of research and all the things I learned from the Bible, from Simon Sinek's why, from Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning on and on and on. This is how do you find out what that purpose is? I'm not talking about what you do. Your career is what you do. Your purpose is why you do it. Mm. Les Brown says a job is what you get paid for but a calling is what you were made for. Mm. This is finding out what that is and asking the right questions to figure out the right answers. And I got to believe 95% (laughs) of people, including myself and you and everyone, we're, we're all, there's always another few degrees that we could get to, right? The 22 questions become 28, become 50. But I'm telling you, that sounds awesome i mean anyone that i know and like and respect they need to go through that that'd be absolutely absolutely because here's my core belief chad is when we find our highest purpose and operate in it that's when we have our greatest impact yes yeah and and it's almost like this think of it like this way if you have a brand new car 2021 it's got all these features all these gadgets and every and the more you learn about its function its purpose the better you can use it It's the same thing about you. The more you learn you, the better you can use you. The more you can bring into your work. And I'm talking about everything. I'll give you something simple. My gap. I used to hate it. I hated the way that I looked. I hated this big gap. In fact, I used to get teased for it. People used to, when I would smile, uh, people used to make those paper footballs and say, like, try to kick a field goal. Oh, my no. Isn't that brutal? <laughs> That's brutal. And, but, but guess what? Now I love it, man. It gives me a unique smile. I will show this thing off. Like I'm the guy with it. I used to hate that I had this high pitched laugh, but now I like to hear myself chuckle. I will laugh in a heartbeat. I don't care. It's <laughs> contagious. <laughs> The things that people hated about me has become a part of my purpose to express and to help other people. And so the more we learn about us and bring our uniqueness into our purpose, the better society will be. So we got to accept, believe, discover, and then pursue. This is all success habits, man. This is the thing that helped me become an elite athlete. And when people apply these disciplines into their life, um, it helps them to become elite in whatever they're um, whatever they're calling or whatever it is, right? Because it's all about um, being the best version of you. This isn't about climbing to the top just to say you're better than other people. This is about doing the best you have with what you have. Mm. The best you can with what you have is what I should have said. The best you can with what you have. And so pursuit is all about how do you take the cards you were dealt and win with it. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to air this laundry because I go back to January. I took a selfie with someone that I probably shouldn't have taken a selfie with. And the, the news media took something and blew it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Well, what that caused is a before and after that day. And, and I go back and think sometimes, man, it was so much easier before that day. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I'm like, okay, but it's also caused me to say, what does God really want me to be doing with my, with my life? Yeah. 
And do I care about what East Coast guy thinks and West Coast guy thinks, which are two people on planet Earth and probably a handful of others have certain opinions and that they don't matter. The person that matters is is right up there. Right. It's the man upstairs. And so if I can focus on, hey, let's let's let the past be the past. Like you said, let's learn from the past, but move forward. So yeah. this is just, it's hitting me. It's, it's hitting good, me man. Between the eyes. I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you another funny story. So I did my TEDx talk on overcoming rejection. And then there, I told some of the stories I told today. And I had at the time now, now there's almost 700,000 views now, but at the time when I'm referring to right now, I had about 60,000 or so. I had like 30,000 likes, 60,000 views, like 229 comments saying, thank you. It's changed my life. I had a bunch of direct messages on social media and one person, one person commented and they said something about my reference to being the black kid that quote unquote talks in X, Y, and they were like, you shouldn't perpetuate that language and empowers the white man and superiority and all this stuff. And I was like, do they understand I'm black? And I'm not saying that talking proper means that it's only uh, select to being a white person, but they tore me up. And I tell you what, I was that was bothering the crap. I mean, I was responding, trying to convince her on the little thread. And like, I thought about this, man. And I said, man, isn't it crazy how you can have 200 plus positive comments, 60,000 plus views, but yet you focus on the one. On the one negative. Yeah. It's amazing. That's what we do in our life. Mm. We have people who support us, people who need our message, people who believe in our story, people who know our heart. But yeah, we focus on the one critic. And that one critic, where your focus goes, your energy flows. That one critic will sap your energy, sap your strength, sap your conversation. I just said a post, I just did a post on social media this morning about this. And I was like, I have no clue why we get so stuck on talking about haters. I was in a clubhouse room the other day. This is all they were talking about is, is critique on social media. And I was like, this is exactly what haters want, Chad. They yes, want you yes. to be talking about them when they're not even in the room. Thank you for listening to the Living a Better Story podcast. Today's podcast is made possible by 77pray.com. Connect to God's miracles for your life. Visit www.77pray.com or download the mobile app at the App Store or on Google Play. There are plenty of mental toughness apps available, but only one spiritual toughness app, and that's 77 Pray. Track your daily walk with God, get prayer support on demand, crowdsource difficult decisions you are faced with, and share God's love with others. Visit www.77pray.com to learn more. Yes. I mean, it reminds me of going out and playing you know, getting up on the first or second tee and there's water over on the right. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm just not going to hit it in the water anywhere and, else, but the water. And where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> drink right down the drink. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. I remember hearing a stat that says you have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And yep. for most people up to two thirds of those, like 40,000 of 60 are negative. And when you can start to shift that, right, I think of it like an ocean, right? The waves are going to keep coming in. 
And if you let them be 40,000 negative, then it's going to cause you to go in the spiral. If you can start to put things in place, like a Bible verse pops up twice a day for me now, guess what? The next hour at least is going to be influenced by those positive thoughts. Next thing, take news media out of my reel, right? I don't need it. Like I'll, I'll listen to it for five minutes or I'll read a couple posts, but taking, move the negativity out and the positivity in and great things can happen. Amazing things can happen. It is our distinct advantage. A mind is a terrible thing to waste and not just a mind, the imagination. Mm. When you think about creation, whether you believe in God or don't believe in God, creation, we're all, we're all here. We exist. We're the only species that has the ability to, to create our future. So it is, it is almost like if a giraffe didn't use his neck or a gorilla didn't use his strength or a snail didn't use his whatever the, on the bottom of a snail. Like it's, if they didn't use their distinct quality, they would suffer and, 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 and not win in society. If we don't use our mind, we'll lose. Our mind is powerful. And, and I tell you something, when I have this conversation with people, there's usually two groups of people. There's the people who know this and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's the people who are just not convinced. They're like, mm, okay, you know, I'm not going to brainwash myself or uh, positive thinking. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm a realist. I keep it real. And I used to be that person, by the way, when I was getting counseling after I survived my suicide attempts, I was, uh, my counselor kept telling me like all of this positive visualization and all this stuff, you know, declaration, declare over yourself, you know, mm. don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive. And I literally said to her during our session, I said, man, I'm not with that stuff. I said, I'm not, I'm not about to sit there and just brainwash myself. And she said something I changed my life. She said, Daryl, we've been in this session for 45 minutes. The entire time I've heard you say nothing but negative things. She said, you're already brainwashing yourself. I'm just trying to help you switch the tape. Mm, wow. Wow. That was it. I was a believer. I was like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. My mind was just so pre-programmed to the, to the negative, to the quote unquote, the real that I didn't realize that I could actually create. Yeah. Real. That's amazing. All right. We hit the pursuit, I think was the last one. What, what, is there one more to the, There's one more and that is persist. persist. We all know this uh, people start off the new year with so many new year's resolutions and they don't finish them. We all have goals. We have strategic plans, but Oftentimes we don't finish them, not because we forget, but because life gets messy and life gets tough. The elite in the world learn how to keep going when the, when the going gets tough. And so uh, the, the persistence chapter is all about mental health habits. It's all about how to refuel. It's all about how to sharpen the saw as seven habits of highly effective leaders would say. And it's all the things that I do there. And I highly encourage people, um, especially I talk about the gridiron journal that I have. And this is uh, one of those things where if you ever get advice on like how to refuel yourself and you're like, yeah, that doesn't really work for me. And this is how you custom tailor it to work for you. Okay. So you got to figure out your combination and what works to keep you going. One of the things I have is I have a, a, a victory list. This is every moment in my life where I felt like quitting, but somehow I persevered or somehow God came through. And when I get discouraged, I'll go re read this list and i tell you i can never make it through even half the list before i'm like all yeah, right you're, you're I'm about to take back on the, on the horse yes yes <laughs> yes, yes that's yes, amazing man. and so that's just one of the tips and the hacks that i have in there to keep you strong and, and fighting the good fight 
Wow. Well, I, I really enjoy this conversation every time. There's two things I want to bring up last. One is I've been asking people lately about living a better story, the retreat, the app, everything, the book, everything we're doing. Two people in the last week, just like you had your story of two just now, lady in the green pants and your grandmother, I think you said, yep. um, said, who's your spiritual guide? And I said, you know, I don't really have one identified. And, and so actually Rich brought up you. And so if you'd be open, I, man, I would love to have you as my spiritual guide as we go through the living a better story creation. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, man. Oh, that'd be, that would really, yeah. that'd really make my day. The second part is think of what Daryl just said, persist, right? We're going to build an app. It's going to, it's going to change millions of people's lives. I'm saying it right here, right now on this podcast, I don't give up and I don't lose and nor does Daryl. And so watch out for the living a better story app because it's going to be coming to you. Um, I'm sure right now, whether it's 30 people, 300 or 200,000, doesn't matter. Someone's going to be listening right now that needs this message. Could, would you mind if we do, if, if I ask you to do a short prayer to say, hey, if you're listening and you're in a spot where you were at, Daryl, um, and where we've all found ourselves sometime, would you mind saying a short prayer for that person listening right now? Oh, I'll be honored to. I'll be honored to, man. Uh, let me just address you and say if you're, if you're there and you're feeling like quitting and giving up, uh, this is evidence that you're not alone. And it's not accident that you're tuning into this moment at this time. And maybe you're not suicidal. We hope you're not. Maybe you're just going through a rough time in your marriage. Maybe, maybe, maybe the bills are just piling up and you don't know how you're going to make it next month. Whatever it is, we want you to know that, that you're listening to this for a reason. And this is God's way of speaking to you through his children. So right now, Father, we pray uh, for the, the person who's listening to this, who's in a rough spot. Um, they're feeling hopeless and they're feeling helpless. And some, some people, I just feel this in my heart. Some people just feel tired. Uh, they know about you. They know your goodness. They know you exist. They know you're for them, but they're just tired of waiting for things to change in their life and feeling like they keep having a new year, but living the same life. And here's my prayer and our prayer today is that that cycle will be broken right now that they would see the light at the end of the tunnel, that even now in this moment, they would have a glimmer of hope and energy that they've never had before. That Father, whatever is keeping them from the abundant life that you paid the price for them to live, that Father, it would be removed in the name of Jesus, and that Father, they would experience life and life more abundantly because that's what you've called us to have. And I pray you give them the courage to reach out to a brother, a sister, to us on this podcast and ask for help. One of the strongest things we can do in life is to ask for help. And I pray for them to have the courage to do so and the humility to follow through. And Father, I thank you for what you're going to do in their life. And I thank you that you're going to take their ashes, their mess, and you're going to create a masterpiece out of it. And we believe this. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. There we go. And the offer stands. You can reach me, Chad, at, uh, let me give you my Yahoo address, Chad Burmeister at yahoo.com. Uh, Daryl uh, at Second Chance Athletes, right? Yep, that's right. 
Daryl, and it's two R's and two L's. Yep. D-A-R-R-Y-L-L. Double R-Y-L-L at Second Chance Athletes. And uh, yeah, we'd be happy to jump on a three-way call. You can have a one-on-one. Um, God's got your back. All you got to do is say, hey, man, I need your help. And it's amazing the level of, he'll come down and level you up within within minutes or hours. Is And that's what I think you've proved by lady in the green pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. All right, my friend, Daryl, it's been fabulous talking to you as always. And I thank you for uh, signing up to be my spiritual guide through this journey on yeah. the, the second half of life as we go take living a better story out to the population and, you know, one soul at a time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's Living a Better Story podcast with Daryl Stinson from Second Chance Athletes. Peace, cheers. We are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Living a Better Story. We hope that today's show has inspired you to cultivate a better understanding of yourself so you can discover your God-given purpose and start living a better story. For the show notes, visit livingabetterstory.org forward slash podcast, where you can also find other helpful resources. Connect with us and join us again next time for another purposeful show.